and a warm welcome to Smashing Secrets Feng Shui. We're your hosts. My name is Chloe. And I'm Joe, and we're a mother and daughter duo. This show is for all of those that are interested in Feng Shui, including those with no previous experience, but would like to learn how you can improve your life and your successes even more than you're doing already. That's right. This is the show for you because we're going to be breaking down the secrets of feng shui, making the principles much more accessible. This is so you can make your good luck better and make your bad luck smaller. And we're going to discuss how to do that with all the other interesting facts and features of feng shui and everything in between. I hope you enjoy listening. Hello, welcome back to our third episode. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Chloe. And my name's Joe, and together we're a mother and daughter duo. Yep, that's us. Have you heard that one before? (laughs) Well, we had lots of practice. Yeah, we had lots of practice. We had lots and lots of practice, and we needed it. (laughs) Um, So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the practical application of feng shui. So we will be bringing in specifically examples of how we can reflect on the theory that mom's going to talk to us about. And hopefully by the end of it, you might have a better idea, a better picture of how the environment is working with you and the feng shui of yourself. Would you say that's right, mom? Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's about a practical application and and about understanding time and space in terms of yin yang and the five elements and hopefully people will be curious to find out how their environment is impacting on them yeah so we hope you enjoy the show me too me too me free so welcome everyone welcome mom welcome to the stage i think that's appropriate to say because mom is wearing a tiara I repeat that. She is wearing a tiara. <laughs> Why are you wearing a tiara? Well, I actually blame my friend Tonya, who insists every Friday while working, we should be wearing a tiara. It's fun Friday. I think that is a great concept and that should be moved <laughs> forward in more industries. <laughs> it's a pretty nice tiara as well, I've got to add. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I feel quite stately. Yeah, it's quite funny because you're wearing a um, sports t-shirt. <laughs> I just do some clashes in the fashion today. <laughs> Contrasting energy. That's yeah. what we're all about. <laughs> Or yeah. understanding contrasting energies. That's well, what it's, it's balance, all about. Isn't it? you got, well, you that's got... what we strive for. But we, <laughs> yeah. but I suppose what I'm, I'm giving you an example of is um, different types of chi and the patterns <laughs> they create. Fantastic. Good, good. Uh, it kind of leads us on to our um, episode topic today, which is practical application. So <laughs> let's talk about that. Okay. Where, do you want to start? Do you, do you want to ask some questions or should I just go full launch? Um, well, so we've made some notes about points that we're going to talk about today. And the first thing in our notes is a mixture of chi, yin and yang application and five elements. And I feel like they all kind of um, talk to each other. Yeah, last time we talked about those as being the sort of building blocks of um, uh, feng shui consultation. So um, if you're doing your own feng shui consultation, then it is important that you have an understanding of what qi is Mm. and the different variations of qi and how do they relate to to you and the qi that was available at your time of birth and therefore is the um starting point for the Barzi or, or the blueprint of the four pillars of destiny. So by having an understanding, a basic understanding of what chi is and what the different variations of chi are, then you can start to begin your analysis. And then once you know how they influence upon you, because everybody's different, then you can start to take steps to increase the good ones and reduce the ones that are less favorable. Yeah. That's good. That's basically a recap of our last episode as well, so we can mm. move on from there. So should we expand 
what the different flavors are, how you can identify them. Yeah. Okay. So in our last episode, we talked about um, yin and yang as being the symbol, the Tai Chi symbol as being um, having the polar opposites. So for every up, there's a down. For every hot, there's a cold. For every in, there's an out, that sort of thing. But if we were to look at the environment or time, because time's also measured in the yin and yang aspect of the five elements, then we start to get a picture of of the sort of huge variety and that it's not just black and white, that there's this kaleidoscope of diversity which impacts on people as well as the environment. So I think one of the first things that helped me when I was studying this many moons ago was the breakdown of the five elements. They're called heavenly stems. So the heavenly stems are very pure yin and yang aspects of the five elements. So let's start with uh, fire, shall we? So yang fire. Can you give me an example of yang fire? The sun. Yep. Fantastic. Now in comparison, what would be yin fire? What would, what would be the first thing you think of as a yin fire energy? Um, a lit up matchstick. Yeah, good. Small fire, candle, a small flame. Now in terms of people, somebody that's got yang fire in their chart would have the warmth and expansion of a big source of fire like the sun. So they tend to be very warm and um, spontaneous, um, joyful. It can come out in that way. But we know that everything's got positive and negative. So a negative aspect of yang fire could be explosive, could be somebody that's quite aggressive. So it depends on what degree and whether it's in excess or whether it's weak and vulnerable. And consequently, yin fire, just like the vulnerability of a candle flame, say in um in an exposed environment, then you've got you've got this anxiety or vulnerability associated with the mind in people that have yin fire in their charts. But at the same time, yin fire can be a very it's still warm, it's still fire energy, but it can be very romantic, it can be very soft, it can be very penetrating, they have a very penetrating mind. So they like to shine light on things. Yang Earth people, they're just like um, a mountain, Yang Earth, Big Earth, they can be a wee bit stubborn compared to Yin Earth people that can be maybe a little bit more um, sensitive and um, reliable. But they're both earth energy, so stability and loyalty come through in earth people. If we look at metal people, these are people that can be very direct. So somebody with yang metal may also have the ability to shut down, close off emotional sort of outbursts because it's like an armour. They can protect themselves. And yin metal, on the other, on looking at the other side, are people that are very good at connecting with others and have um, have a, a very strong eye for attention of detail. If I have somebody with a water energy, these are people that tend to be quite, there's a lot of emphasis on wisdom and knowledge. So yang water people tend to be a little bit more impulsive than yin water people that tend to be a little bit more humble. And that brings us through to wood. Yang wood people have a great deal of maturity, but they can be a little bit stiff and inflexible compared to yin wood, which has great healing and creative energy, just like plants, the huge diversity of creativity. But the wood energy is very good for creating things and um, designing things. There's a lot of energy to do with that. So that's a very basic breakdown. But do you have any queries or questions? Well, I know that somebody has reached out to us and in our first episode you offered um, for anybody that gets in touch if they're interested to find out their own self-element then to give us their date of birth and time of birth if they have it. So I'm interested to find out what this person's is and why they could possibly be interested in feng shui, i.e. this podcast. Okay, so that's a really good idea, actually, Chloe, to ha have um, an actual person as an example. And if anybody else 
would like to find out what their self-element is and how the other elements relate to them, then I'd be delighted. So, first of all, we need to know the gender. Is it a male or a female person? It is a female person. A female person. And may I take the female person's date of birth? (laughs) Sure. Let me just get that. Okay. So, her birthday is the 15th of February, 1990. And her time of birth is at 4.15am. Okay. Do you need to know where she's from? Yeah, go on. She's from Leicestershire in the UK. In the UK. Fantastic. Makes my life a bit easier. So first of all, let's look up the year, 1990. So 1990 was a year of Yang Metal. That's the heavenly stem, Yang Metal over the earthly branch of the horse. So first of all, I can see that these elements are not directly harmonious. They don't react that well to each other. Do you know why? If, if you've got a heavenly stem that's yang metal, an earthly branch that's governed by yang fire? Well, think in the nature, just think what happens when you have um, metal that comes in contact with a very, it's yang fire like the sun, so a very hot, very strong, big fire That's energy. It. Exactly. It's going to lose its, um, it's going to lose some of its strength. It's going to become more liquefied. So, um, so whereas yang metal is very strong and very uh, upright, when it's in contact with yang fire, it's going to start to lose some of that power. And at the same time, the yang fire that's within the horse is going to lose some of its energy in its attempt to try and control the metal energy. So if if this was the only information I had, my first point would be to look at ways of increasing harmony or compatibility. And the first thing I see that would do that would be aspects of the earth energy. Fire fire creates earth, earth supports metal. So if we're going to look at a very general first point, then I would say if this was your energy, then you would benefit from some earth in your environment. So that's just the first, first step. So now I'm going to look at the um, month of birth for this person. And for that, I need... My magnifying glass because it's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of getting I think, old. <laughs> I think they're called glasses, Mum. <laughs> Why need glasses when you've got a magnifying glass? That's huge. <laughs> okay. So Mum's just pulled out an A4 size magnifying glass, <laughs> which works <Genuinely>. perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Who needs, who needs really subtle glasses when you can bring out an A4 magnifying glass? Ah, oh, no, no. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. So February of this of 1990, we've got Earth energy. Okay. Yeah. So Earth energy. And that's so the heavenly stem, but the earthly branch, we've got wood energy, the tiger. What can you tell me about that? Feisty. We've got earth on the top. <laughs> would would probably eat the horse. <laughs> no, we're going to look, look at, we're looking at the relationship between the heavenly stem and the earthly branch. So we've got an, a heavenly stem of yang earth, big earth, sitting on top of an earthly branch of wood. Now we know that wood pushes the earth just imagine a tree breaking up the um, earth energy so we've got um, again we've got something that on the surface looks like there's not a great scope for compatibility but actually i can i can see some so we've got yang wood pushing the yang earth so the earthly branch is pushing against the heavenly stem, similar to the year of birth. So on the surface, that looks like it could be a source of tension. But we know that earth energy is an important energy for compatibility for this person. And then what's exciting is that the tiger and the horse combine very favourably together and they support the fire element. So now we've got stronger fire. The wood energy acts as fuel to the fire so the tiger and the horse support the fire element. The fire element now has an outlet. So instead of just attacking the metal, it's going to support the earthly branch of yang earth. And that in turn supports yang metal. So even on the surface, it looks like there's a little bit of disruption and things not working as well as they could to each other. But actually, 
there is a pattern of harmony. So the harmony is possible for this person, mm. um, particularly if we look at the earth and metal energies. And then looking at the 15th, we've got yin metal sitting on top of a pig, which is a water energy. So yin metal sitting on top of the water energy. Now, the energy of the pig is a water sign with hidden wood, and that combines very favorably with the tiger energy. So now I can see a pattern. Now, so this person's self-element is yin metal. Now, her season of birth is spring, so that's not so compatible. And in fact, with the combining pig and tiger, we've got strong wood supporting strong fire, supporting earth. So I'm still thinking that this person would benefit from some yin metal in her chart because it looks like she could do with some support from some friends and family members. She's got um, the wood energy is an element that relates to her wealth and prosperity, but it's all going towards her fire, which is to do with her responsibilities. Earth will give her more support. It looks like she's spending a lot of time looking after others. So if we were to look at her feng shui, I think I would be looking at giving some support in the west of her home and maybe also looking at what's in the southwest and also what's in the northeast. And oh, let's look at the time of birth, 4.15 a.m. Did she um, ask for anything specific or is it just a, just a curiosity? Let me have a look. She's got another tiger in her chart. So I think she's got some, she could have some great ideas. She could be um, a very good business person. And the good news is that even though we've got a few bumps along the road, she does have some strong currents of prosperity that are going to grow stronger in her life from the approximate age of about 50, although I haven't done the luck pillars. So we've got got a lot of change, a lot of movement, a lot of travel. So there's three changing stars there. And it looks like she could benefit from a bit more support from those around her. But as she gets older, that support will come through naturally. I mean, I don't want to go into a full reading because that would, I mean, I'll do the luck pillars and see what's going on now. But from that, you can see quite a lot of information just based on the year, the month, the day and the hour of birth. Yeah. Do you have any queries or questions before I go on? So you said that this person would benefit from yin metal. Yin metal would represent favourable people for her. So they these is that is that favourable people? Is that universal? Is that specifically to this person? So if your self element is yin metal, then every time yin metal is um, around you, either within your environment because you can activate the yin metal areas in your environment. So for example, the west on the Bagua that would have some yin metal chi. It's exactly due west, 270 degrees, is the rooster. So um, she would definitely like some yin metal. So if she wanted to attract more favourable people, so supportive people, friends or family, then I would look at what's in the west of her home. Is it a beautiful area? Can we enhance it further? Or is it a toilet or a storeroom or a garage? In which case, is it an area which we would consider more yin? So something um, that's not so supportive. So we can look at her feng shui that way. But also we could look at timing, for um, example, during a yin metal year or a year that's compatible with the rooster. So that would be year of the ox. or sure. Yeah, and also year of the snake because we've got a triple harmony combination between the rooster, the snake and the ox, all supportive of yin metal. We could look at if she's got projects that she wants to start and she wants to gather support. She wants momentum. She wants others to connect with her. Yin Metal is very good for connecting with others, social media, influencing in that regard. So if she wanted to be more successful with uh, social media or connecting with others, then she could start her launch or her project on a day or a month, especially during a year, where Yin Metal is very favourable. Uh, for example, during the month of the snake or during month of the rooster. 
So every month of the year will have its flavour of energy, a yin or yang of the five elements. I'm quite happy to talk about that if you'd like to, but um, we could do more examples as well. If this person wanted to really focus on her career, then I would be looking at the water element within her home and the north direction of her home. Why water? Because if you remember the constructive cycle of the elements, metal produces water. So for somebody, particularly a female, then it's something she produces. Now that can also relate to children. So if she wanted to start a family, we would look at the water energy in her home, see if, if it's favourable or if, again, it is the natural flow of water or the flow of chi in that direction. So the north is the direction associated with water. What's going on in the home? Is this area very open, spacious? Is there natural water flowing, such as a river? Is she overlooking an ocean? Is she overlooking a, a stream? In the city, the design of the road would also be important because roads are a modern interpretation of the rivers. So in ancient times, we'd be looking at the flow of water in a river or stream. In modern times, we can look at the flow of traffic. So we could see what's going on in the north sector and, ex and expand from the home outwards. So even a mile away, two miles away, what's going on? If we wanted to, we wouldn't necessarily have to do that with every person or, or every chart. And she has got water in her chart, but she's got two tigers. So a lot of her water is pulled away. So she might have sort of a lot of responsibilities that might be impacting on her work. Tell you what, though, with all that fire compatibility, she'd make an excellent influ influencer because fire is about being seen. It's about raising awareness. But I would still look at earth for stability and metal. She's got yang metal. Yang metal could be competitors, though. When you say this person would benefit from earth, could you just go for a walk in the woods? Like there's lots of earth there. Yeah, absolutely. But don't forget, woods are also got wood energy because of the yeah. tree. So wood energy. So, so for a metal person, the earth energy is resources and the wood energy is to do with prosperity and flow of income or it could also relate to big windfalls. So. For somebody that is going to benefit from the earth energy, we could look at the feng shui and activate it. But also on a practical level, as this is a practical application, I would really recommend that this person invest in themselves, particularly with self-development, learning new skills. Even if it's with the things as they are now, we could be looking at online activities or online learning there's millions and millions and millions of different resources available now, but this person, to support herself, I would definitely be looking at increasing the resources, so new skills, self-development. But if we were to look at yin earth, that would be spiritual development, so she could benefit from that as well. And as a metal person, metal being the element to do with the lungs, I would really recommend some breathing techniques, some meditative breathing, diaphragm breathing, really mm. important, could really make a big, big difference to her, her energy levels. You and I did that, um, what was it, the wolf breathing? Winhoff. Winhoff, that was it. I was just quite surprised at how amazing that was. Interesting, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and and I didn't, I'd never considered that before. So that was a really, I really benefited from that, uh, that experiment. And I'm, and I will do it again. And particularly it's my metal element. So weak. <laughs> Mine's really strong. Yours is really strong. So you're, you're, you're good for me, love. <laughs> yeah. And you've got lots of water, which is good for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's interesting because I was wondering why this person would have been interested in finding out about her self-element because there's obviously an interest in feng shui and it's interesting that you said that she would benefit from like spirituality because this feng shui kind of falls under that under that bubble so i can see now the connection so it, it's interesting that you pulled that out mm. it's a good extract yeah because very often we are intuitively drawn to the elements that that are good for us and supportive of us yeah so for her particularly i would be suggesting that she spends time in the west direction 
that she does some nice deep breathing exercises. She could also in, invest in some self-development courses or self-improvement courses. Other things that would be beneficial would be massage for relaxation. Massage is associated with the earth, so touch. And also acupuncture. She might benefit from trying some acupuncture. Acupuncture is to do with your metal. And that can be really, really beneficial for people that have a sense of stagnation or if there's stagnation in the body in the form of pain, then acupuncture goes straight into the meridian points and basically creates a chi flow. And that's what we're doing with feng shui. We're looking at any potential stagnation in the house and where that stagnation lies. Is it reflected in the person's life or in the body or relationships? Can we shift something? So actually physically shift the furniture, move the furniture mm. around to create a better flow. So for this lady... I would look at what's going on in the southwest, in the northeast, in the north, in the west. And I would also just have a little peek at what's going on in the northwest of our home, because the northwest would also have carried some strong spiritual supportive guidance and is associated with yang metal. Isn't that incredible that you can extract so much information from someone's date of birth? Yeah, but it's always a two-way street. I mean, I'd love to be having a chat with her because yeah. then she could say, well, what about this? What about that? And that's also really important because there might be yeah. other things. So she might have, for example, because she's got such strong wood energy, she might have some financial things pressing on her or could be some opportunities. She might be very inventive, creative mind, artistic. Yang Wood is the tiger is a really interesting one, actually, because the tiger is one of those signs that make a very good adventurer or entrepreneur or inventor, somebody that can create something out of nothing. And she's got two and it's it's strongly supported. Plus she's got that fire sign, which means that she can really present it to the world. She can shine a big fat light on it, that yang fire from the sun. Look at what I've created. Look at this. And people will respond. People will love it. So for a bit of balance, I just think a little bit of earth, a little bit of metal, a little bit of water, her wood strong, her fire supported. And I would be curious to see what's going on in the environment to see if it's supporting her or hindering her. Gosh, I'm blown away. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I hope it wasn't too confusing. I mean... No, no, it's interesting. And it's it's really, it's great to use this example in reflection to this episode's mm. theme, which is practical application. Mm, mm. So thank you very much to this lovely listener. And I hope that she's enjoyed listening. And just, just before we move on, even though this year she's got some supportive people around her, next year I think she's going to have a fantastic year because particularly for generating money, that she might have a sticky start, but I think she, once she gets going, I think in a tiger year, it's good for relationships, but it's good for business, it's good for prosperity for her, and it's good for getting recognition. So, yeah. Fabulous. Good. Well, she has to let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So everybody, come back in a year and um, we'll, and we'll compare notes. We'll review. <laughs> yeah. If that's okay with you, our lovely example listener. Do you know what I can hear? I can hear these lovely birds on your side every now and then. Oh, I've got the window open. Yeah, they sound they sound lovely. Yeah. Much nicer to me. So in reflection to me, so you live in a lovely green area. I also live in a lovely area, but outside my window, I live on a main road. <laughs> so every now and then I hear sirens, which is very nice. Completely different kettle of fish, unfortunately, for me. Well, actually, that's quite, that's another good point about how different environments are, yin and yang. Yeah. So uh, I'm a person with strong water. So for me, it's really important to be in a green environment. I'm at my best when I'm surrounded by plants or by nature or, I mean, to be honest, truthfully, as humans, we all benefit from sitting yeah, being in nature. Absolutely. But um, I need wood. So to be around a green environment is much better for me than to be in a city, which has got a lot more electronic energy, a lot more earth energies a lot more moving cars. So 
think you, as a such a strong metal energy, I think you would also benefit from an environment that's got um, some aspects of water. So I think you would probably be happier living by a river or or by the ocean, or at least being in a maybe a coat or somewhere where there is an expanse of water. I definitely agree. I absolutely love being in around on the water. Yeah, yeah. I'd quite happily live on a boat, to be honest. Lots of people don't like the idea of that, but I think what could be better than looking through a window <laughs> and seeing water? That people with great. strong water energy like me. <laughs> you would like just that. Like, <laughs> okay, well, I've got a question. Okay. So personally, I don't know if it's because we grew up in London, and I don't know if it's because now I don't live in London, I really miss it. But one of the things I really miss about London is the fact that it's a huge city and I can just explore it and I'm really attracted to that. Mm. So how does that reflect in my chart, considering I'm young metal? Well, that's actually a, a lovely and, and quite subtle thing for me to consider because to be able to explore randomly... Yeah. And being particularly impulse being. Yeah, spontaneous. So the spontaneity could come through as as a fire influence, but it's the impulsive and the rambling and having no real plans. That could be coming under the water element. And both the fire and the water element are different ways of providing the metal, the strong metal energy, that rigid energy that you've got, that strong protective energy. Is giving it an outlet. It's giving it a way out. So it's really attractive to you. So to have some water influence, whether that's just being free to flow wherever you want, not having an agenda, that's really important to you. But the fire element is also important. So that's having that spontaneity and that joy and love of life, joy of life, but also get some fire energy from applying yourself to your responsibilities. So fire too much is going to weaken you. So if you were to devote all of your time to your responsibilities, you're going to quickly feel overwhelmed and burdened. But at the same time, you'll also relax because you'll be knackered at the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) That is how it works. (laughs) And that's how you are, actually. When you've got a deadline... You throw yourself heart and soul into everything you do and and you you completely go all night if you have to. I mean, I remember when you were at uni and you would just do these incredibly long sessions. I mean, I would be pulling my hair out because I'd be thinking, oh, my God, you've not given yourself enough time. But you would always <laughs> nail it. You would always get there, even by a hair's whisker, you'd get there and get your projects oh, in. Yeah. <laughs> Whiskers, like <laughs> tiny, tiny, milliscopical, can't say that word, whiskers, <laughs> for sure, yeah. I think for you, I would look at what's in the north of your home, because if we can create a water flowing energy and see what's going on in the north of your home, then we could just perhaps give you a little bit more incentive to start your projects a bit earlier and give yourself a bit more time. If we were to look at it the other way, the fire energy helping you to relax a little bit, then that would be in the south. Mm. You picturing my house now? Yeah, and I was picturing your chart actually, because I know <laughs> that your luck pillar, you've got some fire energy in there. So I don't think we need to worry about that. I think what we should be looking at is maybe a little bit more flow of the water energy. And the reason I'm thinking of that is we're currently this is year of the ox, so. That's an earth energy, but it absorbs a lot of water because it, it, yeah. So now I'm thinking about the west of your home and that would support the metal and then that would have a better impact on the north of your home. Yeah, I think I'm going to come over and do some feng shui. So we've spoken about the practical applications of yin and yang elements. Have we spoken about measuring chi? Well, I think that's quite a complex subject, but I was just thinking of what we haven't mentioned, which is part of measuring chi, is time and how time can be measured in chi and the five elements. How does that work? Well, this is actually really important because feng shui is all about 
time and space. So you need to understand how time can be measured in the five elements as well. So, so you remember when we had the the Tai Chi symbol, I think it was in the first episode where we spoke about the 24-hour clock and how that can be measured in yin and yang. Okay. Well, you can also do that with the five elements. So we could either look at it in terms of a day, but we can look at it in terms of a year. Should I run through both or should I just concentrate on one or the other? I'll run through both. Which, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, just go through it. <laughs> so let's start from midnight. So midnight is when it tends to be, the, I know, depending on where you are in the world. So if you're up in Scandinavia, you're going to have uh, much more extreme daylight and nighttime, depending on what time of the year. But let's um, let's mm-hmm. just go for, a, say, a, just a typical example, so without going into extremes. So at midnight, that's the, normally the darkest time, and that corresponds with on the Tai Chi symbol where the dark energy is mostly concentrated and you've got a little bit of a seed of the opposite, a, the white dot in that black fish, that black concentration, yeah? Okay, I only just figured out what Tai Chi symbol is, so that's the yin and yang symbol. Yeah, yeah, the yin and yang symbol. <laughs> okay. So where the the concentration of black is, you've got where, where it's mostly concentrated, you've got a seed of the opposite, the white. Now, in terms of, of a 24-hour clock, if we consider that as being midnight, and that white seed is the moonlight. So even though it's very dark, that potentially you've got some light from reflected from the moon. As the night wears on, as we're approaching dawn, that Tai Chi Yin Yang symbol is now, you can see as we move along the circumference of the circle, the black energy is getting thinner and the white energy is starting to accumulate. So. This is where the sun's rising. So in terms of the five elements, this would be dawn, would be the first time. So we've got the black energy being water, very dark energy. As the sun's slowly coming to the horizon, then we can start to see all the greenery, all, all the plants, all the nature, everything's starting to wake up. So birds start singing. So that's where the wood energy is starting to, to develop, to grow. As the light increases, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. That wood energy starts to give way to the fire element. So the fire element, if we think about we're at midday, so now the fire element is very extreme. It's now hot, if it was summer, hot and dry, sunny, very bright, yang fire. But we've got a seed of the opposite. We've got the black energy. And in terms of where the five elements are in midday, the black energy would be the shadows. So even when the sun's very bright, it will still generate a shadow. And then as that light energy starts to give way, the dark black energy of the yin-yang symbol starts to get stronger. So now we enter the dusk part of the day, which would be metal. This is a time of all the actions now finished. So now it's time to go inward get ready to go home, get ready. If you're a farmer, you'd be harvesting, not that time of day, every day, but in that season, the autumn season, that's the time of harvesting and collection. And then as the light starts to dwindle even further, it becomes darker and darker and darker. And then we're back to the water energy. Now you'll notice I didn't mention earth in that scenario because earth comes through in between all of those seasons, all of those patterns of energy, there's one aspect of earth. And I see that as a transitional energy. So it, it, it's the little buffer between the, the stars. So let's run through it in a year. So if I look at spring, we've got three months of spring, yeah? So in the Bazi, you've got the tiger, February. Every February, it's a tiger, yang wood. Every March, we've got yin wood. Every April, we've got a dragon. That's an earth energy. That's like a little buffer because then we go into May, we've got yin fire, the snake. We go into yang fire, the horse. And then we look at July, we've got another earth sign, the goat, a little buffer. And then moving into um, August, we've got yang metal, monkey. September, yin metal, the rooster. Then we've got October bit of earth, a bit of a buffer. It's the dog energy, yang earth. 
that then gives way to the energy of the pig or the boar or the cat, depending where you are. That's a yin water sign. Then we get December. That's a yang water energy. And then we get another little bit of earth, a buffer, and that's in January with the ox. And then that goes through to yang wood again. So we get this mm. timing. So that's how one, I can measure someone's birth because those patterns of energy can be going in small circles, such as within a 24 hour clock or big cycles, such as um, during the course of a year. And then we get even bigger cycles, such as every 60 years, we get a complete rotation. And that's when you get the full five elements for each earthly branch. For example, say you take a rooster, you've got an earth rooster, a metal rooster, a water rooster, a wood rooster, and a fire rooster. So if you're born in the year of the fire rooster, it's going to take another full rotation of 60 years before we get another year of the fire rooster. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's where wow. we get such huge diversity between people. Okay. Yeah, it's amazing. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. But you can measure it. So time you can measure in yin and yang in the five elements. Mm. How interesting. I'm trying to unpack that. So looking at someone's chart and how you can measure the time, month, and year, and then looking at it in this Tai Chi symbol, is there a huge difference in the detail that you can find out about somebody and how it reflects into their whole, to their whole self through the time and the year? There's like such a huge difference there in terms of these like small to medium to large energies. But I suppose what I'm trying to figure out is, is the time, day, month and year, are they equally as important? That's a good point, actually, Claire. I'm really glad you brought that up because um, because they they are equally as important, but they all have different roles. Yeah. So, for example, the year of birth, it has a general bearing. So say somebody gets a book and they want to know what animal sign they are. Most of their books are concentrated on somebody's year of birth because it, it gives a very general picture. So, for example, when we started with this lady's date of birth, the 15th of February 1990 at 4.15 a.m., we started looking at it very generally. And generally, we saw some disharmony. We saw yang metal sitting on top of yang fire. And we know that they're not greatly compatible. So the year of birth is a very general reading, but it does impact also on career or external events. The month of birth is where we start going more inner towards the personality and character of the person. Okay. So this is a the month of birth reflects on the perception of our identity, how we relate to the world, what what's the mask we put on to face the world. Is it okay. is it something that is, a, a, is is true to who we are or because for whatever reason, maybe we're feeling vulnerable or maybe if we've got yin fire, we might want to give a, a different exterior to what's really going on. Lots of people do that. So the month of birth really is about the, the personality that you present to the world as an exterior. But it also has massive bearing on your health and also on business opportunities. So I look at, for, for anything to do with career, I look at the month and the year of birth and also for health. I look at the month of birth for health. Now, the day of birth is more to do with the real person, the person inside, that true internal, the person that so really gives me a clear picture of one, what, so you get their self-element that's based on the heavenly stem of their day of birth. So then you can find out how strong that person is or are they going to be compensating because they feel that they're maybe feeling a bit insecure. So they might overcompensate in some respects. So the day of birth is the essential one. Everything else comes off of that one. So looking at the day of birth gives me lots and lots of information and give bearing on the person's um, relationship with their spouse. Um also on how the other elements, in, in, so which element 
is related to their prosperity, which one's related to their career, which one's related to their relationships, health. There's all sorts of different connections there. And the hour of birth is more to do with their dreams, their desires, um, their expectations, um, that sort of thing. But we also have um, other another layer on top of that, which is the year of birth is to do with relationships with grandparents. The month of birth is to do with relationships with parents. The day of birth is relationships with a spouse. And the hour of birth is to do with friends and children. So that gives me another layer. And then on top of that, there's another layer. So the year of birth is gives me information about how things were like for that person as a child say between the age of 0 to 18. The month of birth gives me a little bit of information of what life was like for them between the age of 18 and, say, 30, 35. The day of birth gives me information of what their life is like at the between the age of 30 and 50. And the hour of birth is what's their life likely to be like in the later stages, say, 50 plus. So Gosh. there's a lot going on, a, a massive amount going on. And that's only the internal structure. This is all about heaven's luck. Do you remember we talked about the Trinity of luck? So yeah. we can't change our date of birth. But once we've got that, it's like having a big key. It can unlock all different types of doors so that we can extract information from. Once we've got all those little strands of information, we can start plaiting them together. To, to create a bigger picture of what's going on. And then that information can then be applied to the home, even without seeing the home. We can, we can start to get a picture of what's going on and how can we improve it. Now, if we go to the person's home, or if I go to your home, then I'll be able to see, one, how receptive you are. So looking at your home, how, how, how connected are you to that, to that environment? Is that environment making you happy or is it just sucking your energy out is it like a sponge just drawing away all of your get up and go what can I do to make it more stimulating or if we've got somebody that's on the go the whole time and they can't they can't settle down how can I make that environment more um more not just relaxing but more harmonious but a way for them to to recharge to more supportive that's probably a better way of looking at it Wow. I know. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> like, when you look at someone's date of birth, does your brain go into the matrix? <laughs> You're just like, well, oh, it's funny. I do, I, do this, this, I, this. I do like to get that information. I do. If I get someone's date of birth, I can't help but straight away think, oh, so you're a tiger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. There, there was. There's lots of things in there that I'd like to unpack and thank you for going through them. One thing that was what I thought was really sweet was that the time of birth reflects on your friends. And I thought that was really interesting. Mm. Like that also falls under the realms of um, dreams and aspirations. And they say that you, you reach a certain age where you can only count your closest friends on one hand it's like they're like they are like family to you mm. i've noticed especially with millennials there is a huge impact about your friends are almost closer than your family mm. through this generation mm. it's like a universal thing there and i just think like i'm a millennial so i think this is why i'm picking up on it and i i just really think there's something very interesting something very magical about the time and your dreams and your friends and how it also reflects in your older age mm, as well. Mm, mm. I thought that was quite sweet to touch on. Mm. Well, if you want to make more friends, find out what your self-element is and activate that within your feng shui. So for yeah. you, Northwest, put, put a picture of some friends, all, your, all the Northwest. people that mean something to you, because it's not just friends, it could be family members as well. But people mm. that mean something to you, have a, a nice or several, it doesn't have to be one, it could be several photos, but, but have a little collection if, of all the people that lift your spirits, that make you feel happy, 
put something in the northwest and let that energy develop because the other thing about feng shui is it it grows so when you do a cure in your home some depending on the sensitivity some people may find that the um, energy change is is almost instant other people need to let it accumulate so it depends on the individual it depends on the home but for you i think as an example we can touch on this we can do an experiment if you like so after today's session you can pinpoint where the northwest sector of your home is and then um, put some pictures of there and just see how how it develops over time. Do you get more phone calls from friends? Are you making more friends? Are you connecting more? Uh, with metal, it's a lot of electronic stuff. So are you texting more friends or, or having more emails or you know, however it works for you? But just, just do a little experiment and we can pick up on it next time or maybe in three months' time and just see – if you're aware of it as well, then it can boost the value because you're looking out for it. So when the opportunities present themselves, you can take them rather than looking elsewhere because you're focusing on different things. So that's another way feng shui can work. When you activate something in your home, you're making a statement, but at the same time, you're aware of all the subtle changes around you. So I think that would be a good good thing to try for a future podcast. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, I will do that. I think that's a lovely way to end today's episode. Oh, that so. was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody that's listened today. I hope that you've enjoyed our episode. Me too. Yeah. Do you want to add to that? <laughs> um, do I want to add to that? Well, you're good at that, aren't you? Not me. I'm um, <laughs> the trouble with me is I get a bit rambly. That's the water. I ramble on. <laughs> well, if you've enjoyed today's episode, then please give us a like, subscribe. Let us know that it's been useful for you to listen to. And if any, and I think if also if anybody's got any questions, they want us to go through maybe Definitely. a little bit clearer, and then I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. If there's something that you're interested in, let us know on our Instagram, which is Smashing Secrets, one word. And if you send us a message, we will be right there to get back to you. And I'm also in charge of the Instagram and I'm posting my photos. They're mainly of plants that I took from the Eden Project down in Cornwall. That's where I studied. I didn't realise um, that you it, took them. They're stunning. They're beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like them. They're quite tropical. Um, if you like flowers and if you like plants, Which natural do. things. Which I do. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, go check it out. And we will always be there to answer any questions. We will. So again, thank you very much for listening. And we hope you have a lovely day. So do I. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.